0: Chapters four to five of Tristram Shandy Volume two This is a Librivox recording, or Librivox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit Librivox.org. Recording by Julie Vamulhem. The Life and Opinions of Tristram Shandy Gentleman Volume two by Laurence stern Chapter four by the authority of god almighty the father son and holy ghost and of the holy canons and of the undefiled virgin mary mother and patroness of our saviour i think there is no necessity quoth dr slop dropping the paper down to his knee and addressing himself to my father as you have read it over sir so lately to read it aloud and as captain shandy seems to have no great inclination to hear it I may as well read it to myself.' "'That's contrary to treaty,' replied my father. "'Besides, there is something so whimsical, especially in the lesser part of it. I should grieve to lose the pleasure of a second reading.' Dr. Slop did not altogether like it. but my Uncle Toby offering at that instant to give over whistling and read it himself to them, Dr. Slop thought he might as well read it, under the cover of my uncle toby's whistling i suffer my uncle toby to read it alone so raising up the paper to his face and holding it quite parallel to it in order to hide his chagrin he read it aloud as follows my uncle toby whistling lilia buliero though not quite so loud as before by the authority of god almighty the father son and holy ghost and of the undefiled virgin mary mother and patroness of our saviour and of all the celestial Virgins, angels archangels thrones dominions powers cherubins and seraphims and of all the holy patriarchs prophets and of all the apostles and evangelists and of the holy innocents who in the sight of the holy lamb are found worthy to sing the new song of the holy martyrs and holy confessors and of the holy virgins and of all the saints together with the holy and elect of god may he obadiah be damned for tying these knots we excommunicate and anathematize him and from the thresholds of the holy church of god almighty we sequester him that he may be tormented disposed and delivered over with dason and abiram and with those who say unto the lord god depart from us we desire none of thy ways and as fire is quenched with water so let the light of him be put out for evermore unless it shall repent him obadiah of the knots which he has tied and make satisfaction for them amen May the Father who created man curse him. May the Son who suffered for us curse him. May the Holy Ghost who was given to us in baptism curse him, Obadiah. May the Holy Cross which Christ, for our salvation triumphing over his enemies, ascended, curse him. May the Holy and Eternal Virgin Mary, Mother of God, curse him. May St. Michael, the Advocate of Holy Souls, "'Curse him! May all the angels and archangels, "'principalities and powers, and all the heavenly armies curse him!' "'Our armies swore terribly in Flanders,' cried my uncle Toby, "'but nothing to this. For my own part, "'I could not have a heart to curse my dog so.' "'May St. John the Precursor and St. John the Baptist "'and St. Peter and St. Paul and St. Andrew "'and all other Christ-apostles,' together curse him. And may the rest of his disciples and four evangelists, who by their preaching converted the universal world, and made a holy and wonderful company of martyrs and confessors, who by their holy works are found pleasing to God Almighty, curse him, O Badiah, may the holy choir of the holy virgins, who for the honour of Christ have despised the things of the world, damn him. May all the saints who from the beginning of the world to everlasting ages are found to be beloved of god damn him may the heavens and earth and all the holy things remaining therein damn him obadiah or her or whoever else had a hand in tying these knots may he obadiah be damned wherever he be whether in the house or the stables the garden or the field on the highway, or in the path, or in the wood, or in the water, or in the church. May he be cursed in living, in dying. Here my uncle Toby, taking the advantage of a minimum in the second bar of his tune, kept whistling one continued note to the end of the sentence. Dr. Slop with his division of curses moving under him, like a running bass all the way may he be cursed in eating and drinking in being hungry and being thirsty in fasting in sleeping in slumbering in walking in standing in sitting in lying in working in resting in pissing in shitting and in bloodletting may he obadiah be cursed in all the faculties of his body may he be cursed inwardly and outwardly may he be cursed in the hair of his head "'May he be cursed in his brains and in his vertex—' "'That is a sad curse,' quoth my father. "'In his temples, in his forehead, in his ears, in his eyebrows, "'in his cheeks, in his jaw-bones, in his nostrils, "'in his teeth and grinders, in his lips, in his throat, "'in his shoulders, in his wrists, in his arms, in his hands, in his fingers. "'May he be damned in his mouth—' In his breast, in his heart and pertinence, down to the very stomach. May he be cursed in his reins and in his groan. God in heaven forbid, quoth my uncle Toby, in his thighs, in his genitals my father shook his head, and in his hips and in his knees, his legs and feet and toenails May he be cursed in all the joints and articulations of the members, from the top of his head to the sole of his foot. May there be no soundness in him. May the son of the living God, with all the glory of his majesty, here my uncle Toby, throwing back his head, give a monstrous, long, loud, something betwixt the interjectional whistle of Hayday and the word itself by the golden beard of jupiter and of juno if her majesty wore one and by the beards of the rest of your heathen worships, which by the by was no small number since what with the beards of your celestial gods and gods aerial and aquatic to say nothing of the beards of town gods and country gods or of the celestial goddesses your wives or of the infernal goddesses your whores and concubines that is in case they wore them all which beards as ferret tells me upon his word and honour when mustered up together made no less than thirty thousand effective beards upon the pagan establishment every beard of which claimed the rights and privileges of being stroken and sworn by by all these beards together then i vow and protest that of the two bad cassocks i am worth in the world I would have given the better of them, as freely as ever Satan had offered his, to have stood by and heard my uncle Toby's accompaniment. "'Curse him,' continued Dr. Slop. "'And may heaven, with all the powers which move therein, rise up against him, curse and damn him, Obadiah, unless he repent and make satisfaction. Amen.' "'So be it, so be it. Amen.' "'I declare,' quoth my uncle Toby. "'My heart would not let me curse the devil himself with so much bitterness.' "'He is a father of curses,' replied Dr. Slop. "'So am not I,' replied my uncle. "'But he is cursed, and damned already, to all eternity,' replied Dr. Slob. "'I am sorry for it,' quoth my uncle Toby. "'Dr. Slop drew up his mouth.' and was just beginning to return my uncle Toby the compliment of his whew, or interjection whistle, when the door hastily opening in the next chapter but one, put an end to the affair. CHAPTER five. Now, don't let us give ourselves a parcel of airs, and pretend that the oaths we make free with in this land of liberty of ours are our own and because we have the spirit to swear them. Imagine that we have had the wit to invent them, too. I'll undertake this moment to prove it to any man in the world, except to a connoisseur, though I declare I object only to a colonizer in swearing, as I would do to a connoisseur in painting, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The whole set of them are so hung round and befetished with the bobs and trinkets of criticism, "'or to drop my metaphor, which, by the by, is a pity. "'For I have fetched it as far as from the coast of Guinea. "'There had, sir, Arstock so full of rules and compasses, "'and have that eternal propensity to apply them upon all occasions, "'that a work of genius had better go to the devil at once "'than stand to be pricked and tortured to death by him. "'And how did Garrick speak the soliloquy last night?' Oh, against all rule, my lord, most ungrammatically, betwixt the substantive and the adjective, which should agree together in number, case, and gender, he made a breach thus, stopping, as if the point wanted settling, and betwixt the nominative case, which your lordship knows should govern the verb, he suspended his voice in the epilogue, a dozen times, three seconds, and three-fifths, by a stopwatch, my lord, each time, admirable grammarian.' But in suspending his voice, was the sense suspended likewise? Did no expression of attitude or countenance fill up the chasm? Was the eye silent? Did you narrowly look? I looked only at the stopwatch, my lord. Excellent observer! And what of this new book the whole world makes such a rout about? Oh, this out of all plump, my lord, quite an irregular thing. Not one of the angles at the four corners was a right angle. I had my and compasses, etc., my lord, in my pocket. Excellent critic! And for the epic poem your lordship bid me look at, upon taking the length, breadth, height, and depth of it, and drawing them at home upon an exact scale of bussus, desired, my lord, in every one of its dimensions. Admirable connoisseur. And did you step in to take a look at the grand picture in your way back? "'Tis a melancholy, though, my lord. Not one principle of the pyramid in any one group. And what a prize! For there is nothing of the colouring of Titian, the expression of Rubens, the grace of Raphael, the purity of Dominicino, the courageosity of Correggio, the learning of Poussin, the airs of Guido, the taste of Caracus, or the grand contour of Angelo, grant me patience, just heaven, of all the cants which are canted in this canting world, though the cant of hypocrites may be the worst, the cant of criticism is a most tormenting. I would go fifty miles on foot, for I have not a horse worth riding on, to kiss the hand of that man whose generous heart, will give up the reins of his imagination into his author's hands. Be pleased he knows not why, and cares not wherefore. Great Apollo, if thou art in a giving humour, give me, I ask no more, but one stroke of native humour with a single spark of thy own fire along with it. And send Mercury, with the rules and compasses, if he can be spared, with my compliments to no matter. Now, to anyone else I will undertake to prove that all the oaths and imprecations which we have been poofing off upon the world for these two hundred and fifty years last past as originals, except Saint Paul's thumb, God's flesh and God's fish, which were oaths monarchical, and considering who made them, not much amiss, and as king's oaths tis not much matter whether they were fish or flesh as i say there is not an oath or at least a curse amongst them which has not been copied over and over again out of an as a thousand times but like all other copies how infinitely short of the force and spirit of the original it is thought to be no bad oath and by itself passes very well god damn you "'Set it beside an "'God Almighty the Father, damn you. "'God the Son, damn you. "'God the Holy Ghost, damn you. "'You see, it is nothing. "'There is an orientality in his. "'We cannot rise up to. "'Besides, he is more copious in his invention, "'possessed more of the excellencies of a swearer, "'had such a thorough knowledge of the human frame, "'its membranes, nerves, ligaments, knittings of the joints, and articulations,' that when Arnulf cursed, no part escaped him. It is true, there is something of hardness in his manner, and, as in Michelangelo, a want of grace. But then, there is such greatness of gusto. My father, who generally looked upon everything in a light very different from all mankind, would, after all, never allow this to be an original He considered rather Analfus's anathema as an institute of swearing, in which, as he suspected, upon the decline of swearing in some milder pontificate, Analfus, by order of the succeeding Pope, had with great learning and diligence collected together all the laws of it, for the same reason that Justinian, in the decline of the empire, had ordered his Chancellor Charbonian, to collect the Roman or civil laws all together into one code or digest, lest, through the rest of time, and the fatality of all things committed to oral tradition, they should be lost to the world for ever. For this reason, my father would ofttimes affirm there was not an oath from the great and tremendous oath of William the Conqueror, by the splendour of God, down to the lowest oath of a scavenger, damn your eyes!— which was not to be found in an In short, he would add, I defy a man to swear out of it. The hypothesis is, like most of my father's, singular and ingenious too, nor have I any objection to it, but that it overturns my own. End of chapters 4 to 5